Welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast, where the journey is the destination. It's the highs, the lows, and everything in between. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having a great week. Hey, guys. We're your hosts, Daniel Bonnie Hoover. It's great to be with you. I uh, hope you're having a great week. Um, so, you know, emotions lately, not just here, but from everywhere I'm hearing, from friends, people I'm counseling around the world, emotions are running a little bit hot. A little lately. bit hot. It's matching the weather, matching oh, the, gravy, the right. temperature around um, Georgia, good old summer hot. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, I think around the house, and maybe not so much with you. I mean, we haven't really had a lot of tension lately, but I know we walk through the living room and see the disaster area. I, and I literally did it on the way out here to <laughs> record this podcast. <laughs> oh, the kids have taken over the house and we walk through and it's like a sucker punch every time I see stuff everywhere. Man, we bring them kids into this world and they just mess up our stuff. Yep. I love them, but they mess up our stuff. I know. I keep reminding myself. That in, you know, what, nine years that uh, we'll have a clean house again and it's going to be quiet. I'd, I'd rather have them than a clean house. I would too. But, but this time has been really tough on marriages. Yeah. I mean, it's just everything's up in the air and you you take your emotions out on the one you're closest to, the one yeah. you love the most. So mm-hmm. this has been really a, a tough Testing. a tough season <laughs> for marriages. And we're all wired to be self-protective. I mean, yeah. it's it's that f- fight or flight syndrome, right? It's that response. And it's also called hyperarousal or acute stress response. It's a psychological reaction that happens in response when to a perceived harmful event like stepping on a Lego right? <laughs> or walking through a room and step it, you know, or an attack or a threat to survival in some way. We just kind of have this this emotional yeah. reaction. Yeah. Well, it's and it's really good. Like if you're being robbed, you need to run. If yes, you're being you if you're being attacked, you need to run. Or if you you know, you've got a bee trying to sting you, you need to swat it and get out of there. It's That's the, right. your heart rate goes crazy and you just gotta run or somebody's um you become a mama bear when somebody's messing with your kids and you gotta you know, you attack. It's Where's it where are the daddy bears? I mean, uh, where are the dads bear are the Dad or the bears even? Oh, I've seen Daddy Bear before. That's true. I've seen that. There, Everybody always talks both. about Mama Bear. Where's well, the Daddy Bear? There's both, but we we do have this self-protective or protecting our family. We've got this fight or flight thing that kicks in, and and that can be good. But what about when? And boy, when it kicks in, I mean, it goes from zero to sixty <sighs> in about point five seconds. Yeah, yeah, and that's the same thing that happens in marriages. We can go from zero to 60 in like a matter of a second. Like Mm -hmm. you walk in the door, I'm having a good day. And all of a sudden you, if you say one thing, I'm like, it feels like a sucker punch and I'm ready to come back fighting both fists flying. And it's just that not actual fists, but you know, words, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. Tiny little fists of fury. It reminds me of uh, <laughs> that Friends episode where Joey was dating that girl that hit him all the time. Oh, yeah. And she, that was funny. Sorry, anyway. guys. You probably have seen that. No, no. Anyway, so, you know, there's a scientific reason that we, we do that. It's the, it's just the way we start feeling emotional. Like it's that 
I've got to get back at you. You said something that, that hurt me and, mm-hmm. and you sucker punched me. Then I turn around and gut punch you back and our emotions get so out of control. We can't think straight anymore. And it's like we turn into 12 year old little girls. Yep. And we just, it's out of control. So if you're a 12 year old girl and you're listening to this podcast, we're sorry. Why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, no, you, you got be. other things to do. But there is a scientific reason why this happens. Mm-hmm. There is science behind it and there's a way out of it. It's not easy, but there is a way out of that emotional, you know, rage, that emotional reaction that comes and happens. So that is what we're going to be dealing with and talking about today. Okay, we call this segment Lightning Round. Bonnie, I've got questions. i got a one-minute timer. You answer as many of them as you can. You ready? Right, let's go. Here we go. What's the best thing about us being married? Oh, that we get to be together every single day. Oh, is there a memory you have of me that always makes you laugh? Um, no, you make me laugh every day. It's not like one memory. Okay, which of our dates is your favorite one? Stands out in your memory. The one where we went to the um, the play and to dinner and spent the night at the Hyatt in... Downtown Atlanta? Yes. How would you like to spruce up our romantic relationship? Um, my mama listens to this. Let's pass. Okay. What movie title perfectly describes our life together? Uh, um, love Story. Good. I'm glad you didn't say Titanic. <laughs> what language should we learn together? Um... Spanish? We tried that in college. Didn't I did not work. do well. No. Based on our relationship, what advice would you give people who are dating? Um, there's the timer. Oh. Nice. I was saved on that one by the timer. So <laughs> today we're talking about what happens when we get into an argument with our spouse and our emotions just kind of take over to the point that we can't really... It's like we're out of control. We can't control what we say. We can't control what we do. We're just, I guess, furious is the is the right word for that. And um, it's, it's just tough when we get in that situation. And that happens to everybody. It's that fight or flight response. It's like, you came after me. I'm coming back after you. Or mm-hmm. I'm just going to, some people are like, I'm just going to run. I'm not going to deal with it at all. And so, um, so we can, we try to communicate with our spouse when we, when we're talking, we're trying to actually authentically relate to each other mm-hmm. and share our hearts and maybe tell what happened or sometimes you just walk in the house and you're like you're you walk into a trap because I've had a bad day and I yeah. explode and that's not really fair but um you come in and it's like all of a sudden our conversations can get heated and we fail to see the difference in that between our true what true is true and then what's emotions taking over and yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you what's about to make me emotional. What? You hear that cricket? It's in the middle of the day. What's I know. And he's like right here beside us in this tree. Yeah. It's We're out on the back porch again today. So Yeah. So there's yeah. a, there is, sorry about that. Maybe some ADD. <laughs> um, but the little cricket was just getting on my nerves. So there is, there's a, there's a word for this. And um, there's a, Dr. James Peterson wrote a book called Why Don't We Listen Better? Uh, communicating and connecting in relationships and he put together a theory and it's uh it's partially scientific but partially not and he calls it the flat brain theory of emotions and uh, i'll try to nutshell it without getting into all the 
the the thick of it. Yeah, you're far better at this than I am, so but I'm going to let you handle it. He talks about the flat brain, what he calls the flat brain syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it's really kind of comical, but it's actually, there's a lot of truth in this. And um, and the way he writes it, we understand it. He calls it the flat brain syndrome. And that's how we get when I walk into a room and you sucker punch me with yeah. your words or you say something you know, I walk into the house and you instantly just, what did you do that for? Why did you do this? Yeah. Or, you know, you kind of. I, I don't do that. Do no, I you don't. This is just an illustration. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. Just It's right. fictional. It's not real. Uh-huh. That kind of thing. And so this is this is what happens when we're taken aside by yeah. something like that, by our spouse. And, um, and basically, it's how our negative emotions or that action by you on me creates negative emotions and how it affects our heart, our brain, and everything else. And our ability to respond. Our ability to even think clearly. Yeah. And um, and so when I walk into a room, Bonnie, if you're upset with me and you sucker punch me with your words, it's kind of like a gut punch, right? Yeah, you know that feeling. Yeah, you know that feeling. And typically we don't stop and, 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 and think, hmm, I wonder if she's okay. <laughs> no, what do we do? We just, we allow it to kind of take over. Well, she pulled out a gun. Let me pull out the bigger ones. Exactly. And so it kind of sucker punches us in our gut. And that just kind of like a bowl of rice, it just begins to expand and mm-hmm. it begins to take over. And he said, what can happen is, is it can harden your heart, you know? So other words, if, it, if your heart's hardened in that instance, I mean, in that, you know, two or three seconds, your heart stops feeling empathy. Mm-hmm. Your star, your heart stops feeling love in that moment for this person or a desire to find out what's going on or a desire to communicate. They're a little prickly. So, that's right. So in that moment, you say something to me that takes me off guard and all of a sudden, everything I feel for you goes by the wayside mm-hmm. and, and those defense mechanisms go up. And then as it continues, it goes up towards our head. And all of a sudden it goes to first it passes by our mouth, those, those feelings, and we don't say the right things. And in our ears, we don't hear anything anymore that you're saying or that that logic. And then our eyes, we don't see our spouse or that person in the same way anymore. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon this bowl of rice just kind of expands so much that it flattens out our brain that emotion does and what he that's where he gets the flat brain my brain is shoved against the top of my skull so i can't think anymore i can't hear anymore i can't see anything logically anymore like we said we turn into a 12 year old girl we turn into (laughs) a 12 year old girl again disclaimer sorry 12 year old girls out there so that's what he means yeah by that and it's called the that the flat brain theory of emotions or the flat brain syndrome and that happens yeah i mean like it it is when when i read that and i was like yep that's exactly what happens mm-hmm. man you sucker punch me with your words all of a sudden my heart my heart's hardened i don't hear anything else you say all i'm thinking about is defense yep. i can't think straight hear straight whatever and if you've ever been in that state you know what I'm talking about. Well, it doesn't even have to be words. It's like we said, we can walk in and I could walk in and say, he didn't unload the dishwasher and it feels like a sucker punch or they have got trash all over my house now. 
sucker punch. They did it intentionally because they hate us. That's right. Kids. Or, or you didn't remember to bring the trash back in from the driveway. It's anytime I feel like you have crossed something into my comfort zone, basically. I didn't meet your expectations, expectations that may or may not have been verbalized. Right, right. And so it's not just always the, the words that start it. Mm-hmm. It's a situation where, well, the do- you he doesn't hear the dog crying in there it's his day to get up and take the dog out he's mm-hmm. intentionally ignoring it because he's he doesn't love me he hates me oh why do i always have to do this which i have to flip that and say you're always do you the really one. feel that no you're We're always <laughs> the one i have to <laughs> say you are always the one who hears the dog and so you probably are thinking that about me because i i really truly don't hear it. i sleep harder than you do but anyway. well um he, and he says this sucker punch this gut punch he refers to it as a thud mm-hmm. it's that thud in our gut and then it begins to just well up within us. And um, this this quote from Robert Bolton's uh, People Skills, he said, emotional arousal actually makes us different people than who we were in the moments of greater calmness or who we were second, 60 seconds before. Um, he said, when we're angry or fearful, our adrenaline flows faster and our strength increases by about 20%. Mm. The blood supply to the problem-slowing part of the brain it, the problem solving, excuse me, part of the brain is severely decreased because under stress, a greater portion of the blood is diverted to the body's extremities. Mm. And in that, in that true, yeah. that's crazy. There's I, a, there's an actual science behind our emotions and what it does to our body and our response mechanisms. Well, in those moments, I do feel like I can't think straight. Mm-hmm. I can get so angry that mm-hmm. I'm not. And, and that's why in with, with us a lot of times, I'll have to say, I can't talk about this right now. I'm not avoiding it. I just know I'm about to say or do something that I'm going to regret because I'm not thinking clearly. Well, and the reason behind that, and this isn't this isn't just a, a silly fictional thing, but the reason behind that is the emotional processor in your brain is called the amygdala. And it's a little almond, almond-sized um, membrane. And... That's where your emotions and all of that fight or flight, everything is processed. That's your feeling part of your brain. If that was taken out, you'd act like a robot, you know. This and makes so, you sound really, really smart when you explain this. I am. <laughs> I am very, very intelligent. I know you right, are. It's right. great. Just so, keep, keep going. Sorry. I was just thinking. No. So, um, <laughs> right? is that, is that, that does it for you. So, um, so when, an, when a stimulus hits hits us when yeah. that thud hits us it bypasses the problem solving part of our brain which is the frontal lobe the neocortex right there see i'm sounding smart no, again I, absolutely it bypasses. i'm not a doctor but I, <laughs> I, I do pretend a lot of times it bypasses that that problem solving logical thinking part of your brain uh-huh. and it rewires it to the amygdala the emotional sensor the emotional part of your brain so scientifically when you have that thud when you have that emotional reaction you're not thinking clearly mm-hmm. we're not thinking with the problem solving part of our brain that says all right what's a solution to this our emotions have really truly taken over they have taken over and, and we can't try we can't decipher what's true in that moment mm-hmm. it's it's not an information problem it's a discerning problem mm-hmm. and and so they you can't tell the difference between that and i love this uh I love this. Um, a guy on staff with us was speaking this past Sunday, and he uh, he had lost his lost a family member, and he was grieving. And so he went to counseling for uh, a good year and had a good counseling relationship there. And his counselor said this to him, and this is this is 
exactly true. And I've said this before in counseling sessions, but she said this, said your emotions are real. What you're feeling is real. We're Mm -hmm. not saying you're, you're not feeling that, but they aren't always true. Mm -hmm. And so what you're feeling is real, but it's not always accurate or true. So when you come in and you give me a thud and I feel like this woman hates me, she's evil. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Thank you. I'm glad you <laughs> recognize that. Yeah. I mean, maybe in that moment you're not like me, but um. <laughs> no, that's true. That's right. I mean, our emotions can deceive us. I mean, how many times, oh gosh, I remember the time when we were first married and you were out one night. We didn't have kids. We, I was at home. You had gone to um, a guy's bachelor party. Guy was getting married. Yep. yep. Godly guy, godly group of guys. This was not were, a party no, bachelor's no, party. No, not this at was all. A, this is just a lame <laughs> bunch of guys hanging, hanging out. out. Yeah. And so so you go and I, I mean, you said, I'll see you at home. I'm like, okay, cool. We didn't have cell phones at this time. No hours past I go to bed I kind of thought you'd be home by a certain time and you didn't and I woke up it was like two or three in the morning which you never stay out like that and I woke up thinking not just okay rationally thinking he's just staying out late he got in a conversation it was storming that night so in my mind not only okay you tried to come home you had a wreck you're in the you're in the ditch dead and by and by the time it always involves a ditch always involves a ditch there's always a ditch and so i'm like trying to call people who i knew were there and they're like no I, i mean one guy said no i i left a long time ago i've been home a while i'm like oh my gosh he's dead and in my mind the police are about to knock on my door and tell me that they found you dead in the ditch. In the ditch. And yeah. I have thought through, oh my gosh, who's going to do the funeral? I mean, I've planned out your funeral. Did you really? I, in my mind, I'm grieving. I'm a grieving widow in year two of our marriage. It was just <laughs> an emotional train wreck because my emotions lied to me. Yeah. There was not a bit of truth in any of that. He actually, my, our, your sweet friend, actually got in the car and went to go find you. You were still sitting there. You'd gotten a long conversation. I feel like this gets later and later. I don't feel like it was two or three in the morning. It was. It was probably it, like I, 11 o'clock at uh, night. No, no, no. So It goes anyway. along with the ditch, you know. Yeah, but... That's the whole thing. There's this there's this verse in scripture in Luke one fifty one that says he has scattered the proud proud in the imagination of their hearts. Mm. And that phrase has just kind of caught us. It says in the imagination of their hearts. Our imaginations can run completely wild yeah. if we don't rein them back into truth. Yeah. That we can just go like on this wild goose chase and that can lead us to such anxiety it can make us it it lies to us to the point we think this person next to us hates us they're our enemy when in reality it maybe there's just a misunderstanding we had Mm -hmm. and you had forgotten that i told you i was going to be out till midnight (laughs) and and so that's (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding that was so long ago but you think about your your emotions can just take over and there's no logical thinking left. Man, I've seen it. I've seen it in counseling situations with couples. And in your crazy and, wife. And, 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 <laughs> and our crazy kids. You know, in the fears of child of, of childhood. You know, you think yeah. back when you were a kid, you know, and you mm-hmm. watch something on TV and then your mind builds this whole reality that's not accurate. I see that in marriages all the time. And that they build uh, a reality in their head that it's just not 
yeah. real. It's just not accurate. And granted, things haven't been great. There's untruths there. There's hidden things or there's bad things that's happened. But the things that they project into the future, mm-hmm. it's, you know, we kind of call it in living in the land of what ifs. What yeah. if this happens? What if this happens? Or uh, someone else called it the fear of future unknowns, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, foo-foo, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but we do that. And it builds this whole fairyland in our mind that's It'll not be real. Fofu. Fofu. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, so all these emotions start settling, that settle into you, and then you kind of like that thud, and then these emotions start mm-hmm. taking over. They're imaginative, and then they take root in your heart functions, which hardens your heart towards your spouse mm-hmm. and toward the relationship that exists. And and that's why your percep your perception starts becoming reality, and then. If one person can't figure this out and realize what's going on, we start something that's called the flat brain tango. Yeah, this starts a dance. So you, I walk in, you say something to me mean, and it hits, it, it thud in mm-hmm. my gut, right? It hardens my heart, starts to flatten my brain. I can't think right anymore. And this thing happens fast. Like oh, in a, a man, me- within a few seconds. Yes. And, and, and now, guess what? Because I can't hear right, I can't think right, I can't process anything right except emotionally, then I say something back to you that sucker punches you in your gut. Which makes and me guess even what more happens? mad and it, upset. It just, now you're flat-brained if you weren't already, and then it just starts this dance back and forth, this mm-hmm. tango, and it creates this cycle that we can't get out of. And at some point, it we have to de-escalate those emotions mm-hmm. you've got to you know allow the allow the the, the, the rice the pot of rice to just kind of simmer back down mm-hmm. so that you can scientifically this is gonna be attractive again <laughs> scientifically reroute your thinking from your amygdala back to your frontal lobe and your cortex and so that you can think okay there's there's a rational solution to this mm-hmm. you know and you know what there might not always be a big reason that your spouse is that way they might just have had a bad day and be completely sure flat brained by that when you walk in and you're the next thing to walk in and they're taking it out on you yeah they just stepped on a lego the kids let out. but you've got there. to this is how <laughs> but we've got to be able to stop this this flat brain thing and catch it and so how do we do that i think the first thing is we've got to recognize what that thud feels like. Mm-hmm. Recognize what's happening. Because mm-hmm. we otherwise we just step right into it and, and take our partner's hand on the dance floor and just go back and forth and back mm-hmm. and forth. So you know that thud. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what it feels like when, ugh, oh, my gosh, it does feel like you've been punched in the stomach. and Or if it's, you know, it's like all of a sudden I can't think straight anymore. And... They've just presented something here that's like, oh my gosh. Yep. And the, the, probably the thing to not do is tell your spouse, I think you're flat brain. Mm. Uh, but this is, if you're listening to this together, this does create, it does put a word with it. Because mm-hmm. we all feel it. We all, we're all there. As a matter of fact, I've had couples that this becomes start, part of their language um, and part of their vocabulary now. Mm-hmm. That we'll look at, They'll look at each other and think, I think we may just be flat brain. Let's we need mm-hmm. to, you know, that kind of thing. And it and it creates this understanding of 
okay, yes, you're right. We did listen to that podcast. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Or, or you like, you know what? I think that was a thud. Yeah. So I first just felt a thud. Yeah. Walk it when you walk in the room or whatever, however that plays out and you feel that thud, you have to say, okay, I just got sucker punched. I just got hit. And then the next step is to, um, to pause. And that is the toughest thing is to deviate from the tango, you've got to be able to shift your goal from winning an argument or even getting into the argument to understanding what the what the, the deal is, understanding why the thud happened. Mm-hmm. And to do that, you've got to pause. So they say that there's a quarter second between the time information or an emotional stimulus hits your uh, amygdala to the time your body can respond. That's not long. A quarter second. <laughs> Since I started that sentence, there's been about 15 of them. Wow. <laughs> you know, So, but if you can grab that quarter second and keep your mouth from opening or your fist yeah. from swinging and, and extend it out to about five or six seconds. Mm. About six seconds is, uh, is time enough for that information to reroute from your amygdala back to your neocortex. Mm-hmm. So if you can, and this takes practice, this doesn't happen in, you know, you have to be a wise Jedi to be able to do this. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> you, when the thud happens, you pause mm-hmm. and just take a deep breath. And there's, there's a lot of different, uh, there's a lot of different m- uh, advice and things that people say that you can do to help reroute this. Uh, I've heard, you know, pause and take a deep breath. Count to 10. In another language. I've heard I've heard count to 10 in another language because you have to think about that. And yeah. it's not just, you know, something. So you have to shift to th- thinking mode and not reacting mode. Or maybe you say a quick prayer. Dear Lord, please don't let me help kill this woman. <laughs> you know, I mean, you do something mm-hmm. that can create a space of yeah. six to 10 seconds or something like that. Notice mm-hmm. I keep lengthening in it from yeah, five do. to six to 10. And then, and then you, that allows you to decode the mes- message and you ask yourself the question, okay, did I do something dumb? Mm-hmm. Did I forget something? Is it our anniversary? Mm-hmm. Guys, always ask yourself that question. That's, <laughs> That's a good, a good. one to start with. Is it her birthday? Is it her anniversary? <laughs> but ask yourself a simple question. Am I, have I killed anybody? Am I an okay human? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Now, if you realize, oh, I did forget the anniversary, or I did do something stupid, or I did, didn't do something I promised, okay, now it's time to own up to it. But if you haven't, in the, I mean, we're talking, this is all happening within six to ten seconds. <laughs> If you haven't done anything that comes to your mind, okay, then maybe something's going on with you, Mm -hmm. the other person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to be able to say, okay, what, what, (laughs) once you figure that out and you've got to realize what is my goal here? Is it to be the victor in this or to be friends with my spouse? Well, that's up to to you. Sometimes it's fun to win, but that's not the goal we want. Right. And once you figure that out, you know, then you've got to take ownership of your own response. Yeah. Regardless of what they've said, you can still, you can't control what they've already said or what they're about to say, but you can be an adult 
and take ownership of your response. And um, I think one of the best that being adult thing. Yeah, that's, that's hard. hard. Adulting is not easy, but um, I, any t- God always gives us some good words to be able to to um, look to. And one of the things in Proverbs fifteen one says, "A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger." Mm. So you got to decide, do I want to stir up more wrath mm-hmm. or do I want to turn turn it away? Do I want to turn away wrath or do I want, and I, or am I out to just stir up their anger and win mm-hmm. this and make it worse? But a gentle answer is not easy to give, but that's being the, the bigger person. It's being the adult and it's saying, you know what, we can keep going at this, but mm-hmm. but we're not getting anywhere. We know how that ends. Let's try a different way today. Yeah. So it, it recognize the thud, create a pause to reroute that, ask yourself a question about the situation, mm-hmm. and then take ownership of your response. And sometimes your response, it's not your fault. Your spouse is just in a bad mood. Sometimes the response is just, um, is it, how can I help with the day? Mm-hmm. You know, some, we have found that that, that question right there, how can I help, is a, is a golden one. Oh, absolutely. Or can I help? Yeah. Um, sometimes the response is, you know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Your presence at work. I left it at work. Your card. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but sometimes the response is a hug. Sometimes the response is hand him a glass of wine. I don't know. <laughs> but but it, you got to take ownership of the response. Yeah. And, uh, and if it's something that comes to your mind that you did or didn't do, then you got to take ownership of that. But this this is... There's no magic pill for this. No. This is the magic pill. You gotta, you've got to reroute your, your the stimulus from your emotional processor to your logical thinking, problem solving processor. Well, because a, if you don't, you're just going to enter into this tango that's going to keep going. You're both going to get more emotional, more emotional, more emotional. But what you have to do is you've got to de-escalate those emotions and bring them down. And and one person has to take ownership first first. if both of you can't which very rarely happens one of you is going to have to create a pause yeah well and we're not saying emotions are bad Um, emotions are not the enemy of this because emotions can be a great thing they're the thing that keep you passionate about your relationship and engaged in your relationship and passionate about life and they get the thing that gets you off the couch and um yeah it shows empathy it shows you care it shows you're not a robot we don't want to be Mm non-emotional but emotions are not a good driver Mm -mm. they do not need to be driving the car Mm -mm. they but they're great passengers you need you need emotions but you don't need to let them lead. You don't need to be let them be in control and in charge because they will at times deceive you. They are big fat liars. They're big fat liars. Yep. Um, I've always have heard that uh, emotions make a great caboose. Mm-hmm. They don't make a good engine. That's good. They need to always follow behind. Yep. And so that's uh, that's good. Well, so action steps for this week is have maybe maybe sit down and listen to this with your spouse. That's one thing because if you can develop a common language to understand what's happening to you guys when you get in the middle of these conversations, when you when you see things escalating, okay, this happens. It just happens to everybody. There's a it's a natural response, but we've got to get on the same page about decoding those. Mm-hmm. Now, now we've got a lot more we can talk about in this, and I think we we want to 
we're running out of time. So we want to pause on this and maybe pick it up in part two next week and talk about we there are patterns that we get into with with these um, with these things that there's the same conversation we keep having over and over and we want to talk about next week about how do we about these tango patterns breaking these same yeah. tango patterns um, but for this week maybe let's have the conversation look we get emotional mm-hmm. and how can we learn to grab the quarter second mm-hmm. talk about that this week with your spouse and and then next week we want to pick up talking about recognizing our patterns and how do we break those in our conversations that lead from <laughs> zero to 60 um, really fast Yep, that's good. Well, listen, you guys have a great week, and we'll be with you next time, and pick up all the Legos off the floor. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, then head on over to Facebook and Instagram and give us a follow. Have a great week.